Hey, husband. Yes, wife. What do you call an alligator detective? What? An investigator. Wow. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm husband. I'm wife. And we are here today to talk a little bit about some more really exciting WOW TCG news and a little bit of news from us. So I'm going to hand it over to wife real quick. All right. Well, I guess we should start off by saying that we are joined with a guest-ish today. Yes. Um, so if you hear noises in the background, we are joined by a new tiny human that has joined us here at Random Thoughts. Yep. So um, if you hear noises, that's what those are. So on to the WoW TCG related news. We actually got some new bands, wife. We did. So um, husband and I, we have discussed bands. We have probably beaten the subject to death, but... You know, we've done a lot of thinking about it. We had no say in these bands, nope. but now we get to talk about them again, and this is in a more concrete fashion as opposed to just the abstract of what we think could possibly happen one day. Exactly. So there's there's a lot of excitement about this. So to bring everybody up to speed, the WoW TCG Reborn Circuit run by Woodrow, and if you want to go check out the site, it's actually just... <sighs> And I'm pulling it up right now <laughs> since uh, we're doing this video. WowTCGReborn.com. Yep, I was getting there, wife. Don't don't get don't get excited. Don't get excited. I'm just saying, <laughs> I ha I had it ready to go. Um, you didn't. So well, I'm just saying because I this am is part prepared. of the spiel, wife. This is part uh -huh. of the. <laughs> anyway, so if you head on over to WowTCGReborn.com, as wife was explaining. You can actually take a look. The article was posted on the 21st, so a couple days ago as the time of this recording. And, well, there were a number of cards banned. If you are following along at home on YouTube, you can see all the cards. I spent some time digging the cards out of our collection, scanning them in, and dropping them up here so that we can go over them with a little bit of visual aid for everybody. So, what was your initial thought when you heard both there were going to be bans and then that these cards were banned, wife? Let's tackle them in two different instances. Well, so um, when I thought that there would be bans, I immediately flashed to a couple of cards that I was pretty sure were going to be banned in my head, and at least one of them did uh, make the ban cut. Um, so, but I... I'm kind of excited because I I was torn because I was excited because I wanted to see what the changes will bring to the meta, but at the same time, sad because some of my favorites have gone. Well, let me ask you this then: did it did any of the cards on here surprise you? Yeah, I think a, a couple, uh, definitely one one or two big surprises to All me. Right. So let's before we dive too far into it, let's actually detail for everybody. And set the stage for what we're talking about. There were a total of seven bands. Mm -hmm. And in no particular order, it was Wintervale Disguise Kit, Envoy of Mortality, 
Hezriana, Blizzard, Unending Breath, Anubarak the Traitor King, and Aquatic Form. So yes. you had mentioned that some of these surprised you, some of them didn't. What was the obvious one? Um, or obvious I mean, ones? The obvious ones to me were Unending Breath, Disguise Kit, and though I hate to say it, um, Hezriana. So on the flip side I, of the coin, I expected, oh, go ahead. Those. I expected those. So what was the one or ones that's that jumped out at you that you said, hey, that wasn't something that you expected? I didn't really expect Blizzard um, to be banned. Like that one really caught me by surprise. Um, yeah, that one I think was the most surprising. Envoy Immortality was kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. But definitely Blizzard really caught me by surprise. Yeah, it, it's definitely an interesting mix of both expected and unexpected as a whole. Yes. Hezriana is probably on, if you ask any wow TCG player who's played at any length of time with Hezriana in a format that they played, they're probably going to say she's on the very least the watch list. Yes. Similarly, and a lot uh, of people's personal vendettas as well. Yes, that that's for sure. Now, some of the other cards, I think, fall into generally a kind of what you were just describing, a personal pet peeve, a personal vendetta, a, you know, these are cards that wronged them in some way, shape, yes. or form. Um, yes. And that's why they may have made people's lists. And we're going to dive into the cards specifically one by one and give them their due. Uh, or adieu, I guess, would be more appropriate at yes. this stage. Uh, wow. What? So punny. So punny. Is that really a pun? Kind of. Is it, though? A bit. Anyway. Anyway. So, point is, is that some of these cards made sense. I mean, all of them make sense. But I think some of them make more sense to other, than others to us. Uh, one of the ones you were up and are upset about Hezriana going the way of the Dodo. I'm obviously upset that Anubarak is, but I can certainly understand why. Yeah. I think, especially after Indianapolis, I think we can definitely understand why. Well, the thing is, is that as strange as it may sound, classic is still kind of a young format. It's still, and we always see, I mean, Woodrow even points it out in the article that, or when he explains why all these cards are banned, that he uses a term that we've repeated a lot, that classic is the Wild West. And as a result, I think a lot of people are coming around to the power level in Anubarak on top of the fact that, well, the set wasn't available all that long for people to play. So to that end, we I guess we might as well dive into it, wife, and... We'll go through each of the cards one by one, give our thoughts, see how it is, and what we think really is going to shape up with these changes to the format. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. So, first up is Aquatic Form. Now, this is one that, it was part of a cycle. It's Water Walking, Aquatic Form, Unending Breath. They all related to quests. They were for three different classes. They were kind of joke rares back in drums, yeah. but since then, the People most found how they use them. Yes, the most famous one, of course, is the one we'll get to next on ending breath. But aquatic form also was the linchpin in a number of we'll call them non-interactive combo decks, which sounds, if you think about it, is kind of redundant because almost by definition, 
combo decks are non-interactive. Once they start going off, they do their thing. And you might maybe have an interval at one point or another, a window, a priority window specifically to do something. But generally... Certain non-interactive combo decks are a little bit more non-interactive than others. Yes. All combo decks are not created equally. Yeah, so Aquatic Form is actually the weaker of these. Yes. Uh, We don't really need to go into the specific combo and how it functions, because obviously it's toast now. That being said, I, I think this is a... Both this and the next one are not necessarily a power level ban. They are just quite literally... Like, the best way to describe it is an unfun ban. These decks yeah. are... They may not actually run the table at any given event because they're kind of linear. If you're playing a class or have access to the tools to beat them, you just beat them. Yeah. But if you don't, you have no shot. So that's where I'm going with describing them as linear. And I, I'm i not going to miss this one. What about you, wife? I, I don't think anybody will... Admi- I mean, I guess there probably are people that will miss aquatic form. However, I don't understand them. Um, but like you said, these are... This is the unfun ban. This is one of two unfun bans. Yep, and, and going right... they're not from, fun to play against. Yep, going right from the Arizona Ending Breath, which again is the more prominent of them. Yeah, that's the... That's definitely the one that most people know, I think, from bunnies and others. Exactly, and um, again, there's... I think the best way to look at this is there's no legitimate use for these cards. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I honestly believe when Upper Deck printed these, you know, way back in whatever year they were, these were on the drawing board. They were whiteboarded somewhere, and somebody said, we need some bad rares. These are pseudo-semi-useless abilities in the MMO. I mean, obviously they have some purposes, but we'll tag these on and whatever here's three bad rares yeah i mean it's kind of sad when you think of it like that but yeah here are bad rares that's pretty yeah pretty accurate but the problem is is that because of that because they were never intended to really do anything of value like when i say value i'm talking competitive value obviously there's all kinds of weird quirky casual decks but if they were never intended to be competitively viable then guess what now they're a problem yeah, so, and they, I think they had enough time lurking in the background that people had no idea what to actually expect once they became useful. Well, and the thing is, is that where I'm going with this kind of rant is that, well, let's ban them and who cares? If yeah. there's no legitimate use, then whatever, just get rid of them, call it a day. Yeah, So, and I agree, there's no real legitimate use. So moving from there is Wintervale Disguise Kit, which I wanted to get these three out of the way at the beginning because I think they foster the least discussion. We just went through Definitely. outlining why the first two don't matter. This one is in a similar vein, but for different reasons. So the text you're seeing on this card, again, this is all stuff that we literally scanned in from our collection. That is not what that card does. Yeah, that's. In fact, I think it, that's the worst part of Disguise Kit is that you play it and then you're like, no, that's not actually how that card works. And it's not even really close. So if you are curious, because we don't really want to get into it, because again, the card's banned. No one was playing this anyway. It's not a power level thing. It's not reshaping the meta. 
go see if you can get a hold of the official card reference text for this. So every card technically might have some minor errata to it. There's, a, you know, a word added here. It doesn't change functionally, but it does change what the exact text is on the card. So if you were at a tournament, you could call a judge and the judge could pull up the official card reference and say, okay, here's the official Oracle text, or well, that's for magic, but the official text for the card, this is how it interacts. This one is not even close. So anybody <laughs> yeah. who's not aware of it already is probably going to be very, very confused. And like, kind of what we've said a few times, we have a decent amount of new players coming out to play WoW or yep. people who didn't play it a ton before. And there's nothing worse than showing up with a deck that you think does one thing and then finds out that it doesn't actually do the thing or that you thought it did. sitting across from an opponent, they play a card, you pick it up and read it, and you put it down, and then you go to interact with it, and your opponent goes, hold on, hold on. that's not what the card does. Yeah. And that's just an awkward situation in general because it's it's not that people are trying to cheat, but let's face it, it do you, are you really going to take your opponent's word for something? Yeah. Now you have to call a judge, the judge has to get involved, and all the, you know, it's silly. And the card isn't good enough or used enough for it to really influence things, so fine, it, it's gone, who cares? Yeah. Aside from the, like, the only thing that's upsetting about it going is the fact that it has that adorable snowman. That's yeah, I do kind of wish that the card was playable for that reason, but whatever. I love that snowman. Anyway. So, moving from there, we're now into the cards that I'll say actually matter. Yeah. So, the first I think the cards that spark more discussion. Maybe well, we've already had plenty matter. of discussion, but we'll, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> so, the first one up is Blizzard. Now, Blizzard is a card that, as we alluded to earlier, is on a lot of people's hate lists. A lot of people hate this card since it's been printed, and it's been around for a long time. Yeah. Now, that being said, because it's been around for a long time, because of the power level of the card, it is, in my opinion, that a lot of the mage class, until the whole core contempt slash contemporary divide from classic, a lot of the mage class was built around the assumption that odds are you're running four blizzards. Like, yeah. full stop. And as a result, I'm very curious to see how this one shakes out. Do you, what are your thoughts on this one, wife? I mean, I s sit down across from a mage, I'm assuming there's a blizzard in there. And you should, like, with good reason. And so this is going to, this is, this is going to kind of screw with my worldview a little bit. The fact that it's banned. Yeah. Um, I, I always thought it was e relatively simple to deal with. Yeah, it can be frustrating, but I don't know. I, I, it was one of those, like, oh, this is a minor irritation card as opposed to something that I felt like was locking me out whenever I was playing against it. I mean, it. I, I, I know what you're saying, and so I don't want this to sound like I'm correcting you, but I think minor irritation might be underplaying the card a bit. Yeah, um, I mean, maybe. Is, well, no, not maybe. Card. Like, this card is ridiculous. Yeah. I the mean, it is, it is a very strong card. It was just, it was a strong card that I felt like I could handle. Maybe foolishly in my pride, which would be my downfall. But um, <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. But I, I'm interested to see what happens with Mage. So am I, Blizzard. because... 
let's face it, Blizzard is a linchpin for the mage class. And that's what I was getting at earlier when I was saying that I think that a lot of sets and a lot of the mage class were designed around the assumption that Blizzard existed and that you would be running it. Because let's face it, there's similar to spell suppression, there is virtually no reason to not start off your mage deck list with four Blizzard. Yeah. There, there's very few reasons as to why you wouldn't. Now, that being said, to your point, every discard class, so let's say Rogue, Warlock, Mage, and then, you know, there, there's other stuff you can get or, or splash in, can remove Blizzard, because discard will remove it, whether it's RFG or anything. Yeah. The Which... armor classes can ignore it, because they can prevent the damage. Mm-hmm. And the healing classes, and some other ones, can dispel it. So, to me, I feel that it's tough to justify it because both the the class mage has to, it needs, I don't want to say it has to 100% have Blizzard, but it feels pretty close to, to feeling like you have to have Blizzard or the class collapses. Yeah, and I think that's a legitimate fear. But maybe there's something because we've used Blizzard as a crutch for so long. Maybe something will sneak in that we hadn't thought of before. And that's my hope is that. So one thing I want to preface as we go through this, and I'm sure I'll be a broken record about it. But no matter what, Classic is going to be different because of this. Yeah, Classic is going to be very different because of this. Now, it remains an open question as to whether it will be better. Mm-hmm. Now, that is not a slight. That is not intended to be an insult. It's just the fact of the matter is is that some of these cornerstones, like Blizzard, that card over there, mm-hmm. I, I can't even fathom a format like Classic where Blizzard doesn't exist. Like, so obviously Blizzard didn't exist for core and contemporary, but Mage looked very well. Everything looked very different. Yeah, I don't know how Mage keeps. I didn't think Mage was very strong in classic to begin with, and we're ignoring Wondervolt for a second because yes, it's Mage, but that's not what people think of when you say Mage. I don't yeah. think Slow Mage or Flickers from the Past base Mages are in a good spot. Uh, I think the mid rangey ones are okay. But they have really good matchups and really bad matchups. And I think losing Blizzard really hurts their good matchups. Yeah, so I, and I think it's going to help the opposing forces on their bad matchups. So, obviously a number of these, and we're going to get to them as we go through the cards, is intended to bring the whole power level of the, the format down, which I think is an admirable goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, it, it was even mentioned in the explanation for all these bans, the 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 banner fly effect, which is if you ban one card, then suddenly this other one becomes oppressively strong. So you have to ban that, but then option C becomes oppressive, and the cycle continues until you hit this point of parity, where every mm-hmm. okay, now we're all at equilibrium again. I'm hoping that it isn't going to cause really mountainous issues, but. I'm a little concerned about this one, but at the same time, I'm excited to see how it plays out. Yeah. I'm I'm curious. I'm definitely curious. Any other thoughts on this one, wife, before we move on? 
No, I'm just, I'm curious to see what comes and maybe if some of you have some secret tech that you'd be willing to share, I'd love to hear it. Yep, that's definitely for sure. So the next one up is the one that I'm saddest about, which is Anubarak the Trader King. Yeah. So as we mentioned earlier, let's face it, this guy is super strong. He's super strong specifically in this format. Because, yes, a 6-6 for 6 that could come in early in other formats is good. I'm not saying it's bad in, say, core or contemporary or whatever. But specifically in classic, because of the interaction with both your graveyard, your opponent's graveyard, as well as also getting this body that ultimately, and it it would matter a little bit more if Hezriana was staying in, because hezriana this guy, it definitely feels bad. When you get this Hezrianid, but it doesn't feel as bad as, uh, okay, they have a 2-3 protector. Yeah. It's not like I'm handing them Daydak or I'm handing them a Mazukan or whatever. It's, okay, they eliminated my guy, but I stripped out their graveyard. Which is significant in a number of matchups. Yeah, it's definitely significant. Um, significant even sounds like too sh- shy of a word. Um I feel like his power was just beginning to be realized in yes. the past year or so. Yes. Um, and holy crap, was his power realized. And I think I think banning him, I'm sorry, husband, I know it makes you sad, but I think it's probably definitely the right decision because he's definitely becoming pretty ubiquitous in the format. Yeah, he, and I think he would only become more ubiquitous as we saw more events because... He serves multiple roles. As we mm-hmm. said, he's an early, potentially an early game protector because heroes like Emic or uh, Kalisa could just fling him into the graveyard. And then, oh, hey, there's always this threat of if you're not dancing around how many cards are in each graveyard, I'm randomly going to get a 6-6 protector for two, yeah. which is crazy. Then there's also the fact that, oh, well, by removing the 6 cards i could be completely hosing your game plan those flickers decks that we talked about yeah they're pretty Mm -hmm. much dead because of him yeah because a you're never going to interrupt him enough and b i'm stripping out every relevant ongoing that you have in your graveyard as soon as you have it yeah while presenting a threat then it or vorix vorix really was not happy about seeing this guy i'm um I'm really excited for Vorak for Vorix in uh with these bands. Yeah. I I I think Vorix is, is gonna I be positioned like, well. Yeah, I think Vorix is gonna have a good day. So we're gonna um, get especially into- with Anubarak because yeah. having played Vorix against your Anubarak multiple times, it it feels bad. Yeah. So it's we'll get into Vorix a little bit more in a little while, but Vorix, I think, is going to be positioned well because mm-hmm. a lot of the predators for Vorix took hits. Yes, they did. And as a result, it, like Vorix, most of the time didn't care what your opponent was doing. Like you could just randomly go, "Oops, you're dead." Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is that the, the cards that you cared about, you really cared about, because, for example, Anubarak. If you're stripping out all of the finishing moves so I can't power up any of my other finishing moves, say Overkill, which or No Mercy, or, you know, whatever. Or if you're stripping out all my combos so I can't power up those finishing moves, either way, or both, 
I'm in a tough spot because now my cards are underpowered. You can mm -hmm. still fight through it, but simultaneously now you're trying to deal with a 6-6 protector. Because the Vorix punches were not insignificant, or if you, your opponent just decides to go face, 6 is a big chunk. Yeah. So, now that he's gone, and when we get into some of the hits that werewolves took, I think Vorix is going to be positioned pretty well. I, I really agree. I think he's he's going to become pretty strong. Yep. Not that he wasn't strong already, but... Yes. Now, the any other things that come to mind about Anubarak before we jump on to the next one, wife? That there's no longer the fifth beetle, but other than that, no. Well, the only other thing I'll call out is that it is sad that the Scourge heroes took a hit, because there are just, mm -hmm. in general, very few Scourge allies, Scourge cards, period. So, it's going to be a long wait for any of the custom sets to reintroduce new Scourge heroes, allies, mm -hmm. anything. And unfortunately, well, the best one is going to have to ride the pine for a while. Yeah. Maybe forever. <laughs> Maybe he's gone to his final death. That's, that's kind of sad to think of, but yeah, maybe. Yep. So the next one up is Envoy of Mortality, and I'll let you take the lead on this one, wife, because you've played a lot it's of werewolves. It's my card. Um, is it? Yeah. It's your card? Well, no, it's not my card. <laughs> no, my card is one of the other ones, but um, Envoy, this one really caught me by surprise. Yeah, I, I would agree. Lie. Um. So, yes, werewolves is a thing. Yes, Envoy is what makes werewolves work mm -hmm. but i don't know i never felt like it was that much of, like you felt good when you got non-boy out but i never felt like it was that much of an undealable threat i almost um, feel as though werewolves is 100 percent dead yeah no werewolf i'm pretty sure werewolves is if not a hundred percent dead on life support and waiting for resuscitation so um yeah to explain that thought, werewolves really needs off-the-top damage. Yeah. So they, they pressure early on with difficult-to-remove threats, or ones that if you're face-checking them with Broderick, okay, they did the thing that they're there for. Garrett Vice is probably not going to live very many turns, but if he gets in there a couple times, great. You did your job, buddy, and then you can head yeah. on off for a long nap in the graveyard. However, once you hit turn three plus, you want to be dropping Grumdax. You want to be dropping Avatars. You want to be doing things like that. But here's the key. All the cards, virtually every card in Blue Hunter decks is an ally. Yeah. So obviously, allies are the most common card type that classes get removal for. Mm -hmm. Most of them are not very resilient. You know, they, they shrug off direct damage because of their aberration, but things like Poison the Well, they just go... Yeah. And they just die. The key here is, is that Envoy allows you to pressure in a way that the format generally is not prepared for. So right now, yeah. outside of Envoy, tell me an equipment right now that you care about. I... I honestly could never tell you an equipment that I care about other than Envoy, so yeah. I mean, it's true. I mean, you could say Miniature Voodoo Mask, which... Maybe. Let's be honest, yeah. that card is barely seeing play because y you almost don't need it a lot of the time. 
because you'd rather mm-hmm. just remove, you know, like the main things you want to get rid of are, say, Unholy Power, which costs four. So Miniature Voodoo Mask does rarely sees play currently. Yeah. Then you have, okay, let's just say armor in general. Other than the Death Wish, which recently won, and really there's only one armor that you care about there. I mean, you care about the armor, but the major one is Greaves of Ancient Evil. Yeah. Almost nothing else runs armor. Certainly nothing else runs weapons. And even the Death Wish deck, I mean, it runs weapons, but it doesn't really run weapons. The weapons are Death Wish. Yeah. So, I don't... Point being is that Werewolves was able to attack on an axis that most other decks could not. And I think that's very true. Um, I... Yeah, and I feel like that difference wasn't too terrible, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, the thing is, is that it also allowed for you to play the control deck in aggro v. aggro matchups. So, mm-hmm. say you're playing against Bogmara. The Hunter deck is not going to outrace Bogmara, at least not generally. No. Yeah. But you can play the control deck because now you go, oh, I have a Garrett Vice. I'll use Envoy to just keep clearing your guys and, and you know, chipping away, and then eventually I'll go face. You know, yeah. when I hit Grumdax, when I hit those Avatars, or I already have an amassed army. Yeah, and I, and under- I think that's definitely the strength of Envoy. Yeah. Is being able to go for other allies. But at the same time, like you said, a lot of decks are very ally-heavy. And so I think it's essentially just an ally removal card with the added bonus of occasionally being able to go face when you really want to. Well, the versatility is the the important part that you could choose to do either and serve all those roles. And I think that's really what garnered it the ban on top of the fact that, again, like a few other cards that we brought up and that did actually get the axe is that... A lot of people were uncomfortable with the Aberration Envoy interaction. Now, personally, Mm -hmm. I think it was awesome. I think, across all card games, because I love eternal formats in every game, because I tend to get attached to certain cards, and then I always want to use them. So, Mm -hmm. if I play an eternal format, those cards never go away, and then I get new toys to play with, with those old ones. Yeah. This interaction, I think, shows exactly what's awesome about Classic. Just like, I think so too. Just like some of the other things that we see, such as Unholy Power and Demon Heroes, or Demons in general, I think that's awesome. And I think that the format should be built around encouraging those and bringing other stuff to that level as opposed to dropping it down. Now, I could certainly see doing it temporarily, you know, just to get people in, get them comfortable with the format, let's learn more. And then we'll... Because there's always the potential to unban these things. Um, I... I don't have a problem with this card in general. So, again, I'm a little surprised that it ended up going the way of the Dodo. Yeah. But we'll see what comes of it being gone. And maybe it it's just a... It'll, it's a short-lived Dodo and it'll be revived. She well, said, hopefully. We'll see. So... Yep. That's Envoy. Again, I personally think Werewolves is going to be in a bad spot. But, speaking of bad spots, let's talk about Hezriana. Do, do we have to? I want well, to live in denial for a little bit longer. 
There's so, always kitchen I mean, table wife. You can always we, just play casually. We knew it was coming. Yeah. Um, like we said at the top, everybody coming. probably had this on their watch list. Yeah. Um, Hezriana is just, she, it's a super strong card. There's yeah. no other way to put it. Like, if you're playing Warlock, you're playing Hezriana. Now, this um, is, oh, go ahead. Finish your thoughts. And it's just, and people hate her, which I understand hating her. It's really frustrating when you get good stuff hezron And also it blocks a lot of, um, it blocks a lot of allies that maybe you won't see because people are too worried about it being hezron Because Warlock, up until this point in Classic, like you said, even though Classic is the Wild West, Locke has been one of the most ubiquitous. It's been one of the pillars. Yeah. It it just is. It's always there. Um, And not just in Bagmara, but in Tyrus and others, too. Mm. So, Hezrion is always there. The threat's always there, so people don't play the better allies sometimes, just for fear of them getting Hezrion later. Let's clarify that. Better. Not necessarily better, but let's say more unique. The reason I... The more unique, the more... I don't want to say powerful, the more punchy. Well, let me... So I was talking to a number of people offline, you included, wife. So let me bring up this example just for the record on the recording. Mm-hmm. Is a world with rampant murd and bronze... Five-cost murd and bronze beers. Bronze beers. Bronze beards. <laughs> a world that we want to live in. Now, the reason I use that ally is because Hezriana, as you were saying, will hold back, hold down, exclude a lot of allies with potentially really powerful card text. I mean, that's just what she does, because there's always the risk of, oh, well, I'll play this guy, and then, oop, I gave it to my opponent, and I have a huge tempo loss. Oh, and they have a body. Like, Mm -hmm. I agree. Hezriana is incredibly powerful. This is another card that I don't necessarily have a problem with it being incredibly powerful. Because, and to go back to an earlier point... The format is definitely going to be different. Yes. The better part remains to be seen. And again, that's not saying this was a horrible mistake. Why did they make this decision? No, it's, I, again, just like Blizzard, I can't even begin to fathom what a format without yeah, Hezriana looks like. like I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a whole new format. It's a whole new world. And it's, honestly, it's, it's going to shake a lot of things up, and I'm really curious to see what comes out of it. And, I, like, it's an exciting curious, but I'm definitely curious to see what comes out of it. Yeah, I mean, the concern I have is that, yes, there were there were allies and are allies that Hezriana pushes out of the game. By definition, every card pushes other cards out of the game if they're this is true. tier one playable. Because they have some effect, either they are just better than the, a similar option, so this card removes an ally. This card removes an ally and draws a card. Well, guess which one's going to get played if they're basically the same. Yeah. Or the other option is something like Hezriana, where it's the existence of this card precludes you playing those other ones because of the threat this one presents. So... I don't know whether there's a bunch of, like, say, five-cost, six-cost allies that are waiting in the wings that are now suddenly going to come crashing in to ruin the party because Hezriana's now out of the picture. There is the yeah. option... 
Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, wife. No, I'm just I'm thinking of some uh, hulking figures in my mind that might start to show up. Well, and that's the th- maybe that's good. Maybe that's that's great. Maybe the format is going to be a lot more fun, but we don't know yet. And I think this more so than any of the other bands is going to shake things up the most. There is I an agree. There is an alternative in Legacy of Betrayal, which was a rogue warlock dual class from I think it was Betrayal of the Guardian, as would be aptly named, mm-hmm. where it's a four-cost ongoing that when it comes out, you remove an al- opposing ally from the game, then you search your opponent's hand, deck, and discard for everything with the same name and remove them from the game. You can then pop it to play one of those allies. So you pseudo get like a delayed Hezriana because you actually get the original ally. Yeah. But you have to pay for it. You have to probably wait a turn because if you, you know, turn four, remove your day deck. Okay, turn five, I get to start playing your day decks. Mm-hmm. Assuming they don't remove the ongoing in the interim. And again, we've always talked about how important ongoing ability removal is. Yeah. However, maybe that's fine. Yeah, and I mean, the fact that it's slower too mm-hmm. um, makes a big difference because we've marked on it before that, as at least as of now, Classic is such a fast... Yeah. It's such a fast-paced um, format. And then you have Hezriana, which is a very fast card to get the the actions that you want. So maybe once you add... Or once you take away Hezriana, it slows down a little bit. I don't know. Well, among but... other things, that it could also speed up. Because... It's true, too. I mean, it's even mentioned in... Because I have side-by-side the article over on wow tcg reborn explaining what the reasoning behind all the bands now in the hezriana section a number of allies are mentioned what the very first one on the list is ashnar the frost herald now ashnar got played anyway he still showed yeah. up in werewolves despite the threat of hezriana or yeah because I'm he's still pointing strong. the wrong way but the point is is that now does he run amok are there other cheap allies that you know, have potentially hyper-aggressive ability. Because again, just like Blizzard, the designers both at Upper Deck and at Cryptozoic were well aware that Blizzard and Hezriana were going to be good cards. Let's face it. They, yeah. They're not stupid. They weren't stupid. They knew these cards were going to be played. So every yeah. set and every card that they designed from there on out until the core contemporary divide had to assume, well, these cards are in the format. Therefore... If they're, I guess where I'm going with this is, let's say there, and I can't think of one off the top of my head, but if there's a four cost or a five cost ally that has bonkers card text, like the card is just ridiculous, but it was unplayable due to the existence of Hezriana, is that card now playable in a legacy of betrayal world? Mm -hmm. And if it is, is that worse than having Hezriana available? And that is going to be the eternal question. I And again, like we said before, I couldn't tell... The other... Some of these cards... You know, we were talking about Anubarak and the bands. We were talking about Envoy and Blizzard and how it's going to impact things. And yes, we said Blizzard was one of the ones that's hard to imagine a world without it. But Hezriana... It's an entire card type that was yeah. being influenced by 
the existence of this ally. I don't know what that's going to change or how that's going to change. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to change something, but I like you said, I don't know what it what's going to come of it once it is. Yep. So, any other thoughts on Hezriana before we wave bye-bye to everybody's favorite or least favorite succubus? Um, just that I'm sad and tear, but that's not it. Who's in trouble now, Hezriana? <laughs> well, that's her flavor text says, hmm, you're in trouble now. Well, I guess it's yeah. you. I guess it's Hezriana now. So that actually, believe it or not, wife... Believe it or not, covers... I'm, I'm going to believe it just because I know where you're going, but yes. That covers all seven of the bands. Now, again, three of them we kind of you know skated by. But the other four, I feel, are... Like, it's a big deal. They are yeah. a big deal. They definitely are a big deal with these changes. Now, before... I mean, first three, we... Mm. we... Good. If anybody wants to hear further thought on the first three, go back to literally any of our other band discussions uh, back in our archives, because we've talked the three of those to death before. Well, we've talked about so, something. I mean, we've talked about Hezriana and Blizzard before as well. This is true. Not but now yeah. that they're more concrete, it makes it sadder. So we can talk about them again. Now, before we close up shop, there was a small note at the end about the watch list. Now, for those of you unfamiliar, everybody probably is aware, but just for the sake of argument, the watch list is exactly what it sounds like. These are cards that potentially could get banned down the line that everybody wants to keep an eye on. There, There's some interesting notes about the custom sets that are going to be made and how they interact with some of these other cards that are on the watch list. So, Last Relic of Argus, Ashenvale, similar to Anubarak, although... The cards aren't named specifically. There are cards in Reign of Fire that have alerted people, alarmed people, we'll say. Mm -hmm. But specifically for Classic, two cards are called out. One is Unholy Power, and the other is PX-238 Winter Wondervolt. Now, the yes. Wondervolt, I have been on record before. I see no reason that this deck should exist. I there's, agree. there's literally no reason. It It is... I don't have a problem with combo in general. And I think this is a better combo than, say, bunnies. But that's a very low bar to be setting. <laughs> yeah. like that's digging a hole and burying the bar and then building a stage on top of it so you can get right over it. Like, yeah. It doesn't seem like it's... And the reason I say that is this. Wondervolt ends the game basically immediately. If yeah. it goes, as compared to bunnies, where it would take, or aquatic form, where it could take 20 minutes for them to complete their cycle, and they may fizzle, so you kind of do have to wait there. Like, if they mess up, you win. Mm hmm. Wonderful. If it combos, game over. Yeah. The problem is, is that I feel it is also a very negative play experience. And, for example, I don't think werewolves could ever beat it. Like, full stop. I don't think any aggro mm -hmm. deck that isn't packing discard could ever beat it. Yeah, unless you get super lucky. Or interrupts, and... I guess. Yeah. And but even then... I... Go ahead. Uh, no, I was going to say, just unless you get super lucky that they never see what they need, and you can rush them out, but even then, it's... yeah. But we're talking, like, one out of every thousand games, probably. Yeah. Like, maybe not. I'm just making up numbers, but 
it's it feels as though it's a hundred zero matchup, not even ninety ten or ninety five five. It's just like you can't win. And I think that those sort of things, and again, this is also a really cool classic interaction where it's, hey, this card again that was supposed to be junk is now really cool. But I don't think I don't know. I just as compared to Envoy and Aberration, where I think that was a designed intent, and then they said, oh no, this may be too powerful, and that's where Core came from, because Natramas mm-hmm. came out not long before Worldbreaker, if I remember correctly, or it was like right around the same time. So yeah. clearly the design, you know, things were getting set up. PX 238 Wondervolt was years ago, and Murlocs technically weren't a race as far as the rules were concerned until way later. It actually was a a big rules change. So we know that this was never intended. I I think that this deck is not something that should exist in order to help cultivate new players and game growth. Yeah, I this this is a basically it feels like a gotcha deck. Like uh you have it's not really helping gameplay much. It's a deck that if you win, you win fast. Yes, there are other there are decks that can deal with it, but it does kind of block out a whole a whole gameplay st- style. Like it blocks out pretty much all of aggro. And it kind of makes it feel like rock paper scissors like are you playing aggro? Cool. I I win not playing aggro, okay, I might struggle a little bit. Well, and here's the thing, it can win those other matchups because it's a mage-based deck, it can run interrupts, it can run spell suppression, it has quests that spell suppression your stuff, so it's not even, oh, well, I could deal with their spell suppression at instant speed. Okay, they'll just rituals of power your thing, whatever that thing is, and so, for example, one of the, the answers that I was thinking about for Death Knights is play Blue Death Knight. There's an Alliance ally that costs four that whenever it comes into play or is revealed from your deck, pop an ongoing ability. So you could go, oh, well, I'll concentrate at efforts if I get lucky and it's in the top three for this guy, reveal it. It's not getting played, so you can't interrupt it. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. my opponent will just rituals of power my quest before I go off or before they go off and now I'm just totally hosed. Like it, yeah. The deck is more resilient than people give it credit for, I think. Um, and bottom line is that, again, it's a play experience thing. Even assuming that the, the deck is not as powerful as I'm making it sound, or, or it may be in actuality. The Bunnies deck is not actually good in Classic. No. It's just horrific to play against. It really is. It really, really is. And I think that's a very difficult argument. Like, you have to be very careful with that because just, just like we talked about with the bands, I don't think some of the the vendetta argument that you had made earlier, you don't want to mm-hmm. be banning things just because somebody doesn't like it or you don't like it or they don't like it or the four, you know, like somebody out there does like it and you need to be very careful about saying, well, this is unfun. Yeah. I think Wondervolt justifies it with the way the deck operates. But 
We'll see. Mm-hmm. The other one that is specifically mentioned by name is Unholy Power. Which I'm not, I was honestly surprised that it didn't, that it was only on the watch list, to be honest. I kind of felt like that one might get the ban. I'm uh, still of the opinion that Tyrus based demon decks, or, you know, any demon hero Unholy Power deck, we'll call it that, are and continue to be the best decks in Classic. Are they beatable? Yes. There are certain decks that will trash them. I don't think those decks hold up very well against other things. And even those matchups, when I say trash them, it's still entirely possible that a good Tyrus pilot or a poor pilot running the other deck will impact the matchup to such a degree that it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think, again, this is, I think that interaction is really cool, that there are now demon heroes, and even though it was clearly never intended, because there were demon heroes at the time of Unholy Power's printing, they just couldn't legally play Unholy Power. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool that now they can, but it's something that maybe an errata or a, a reprint where either it doesn't affect the heroes or it only gives plus two, plus two, or only gives plus three, plus O, which is kind of the biggest issue in a lot of cases, is that now my my Jadefire Seder is now a 6-5. Yeah, and and it can run into almost anything, and that gets a little ridiculous. Yeah, now it's... So, Aberration lets you get around burn removal, but demons are susceptible to burn. Well, now the Mm -hmm. demons are not susceptible to burn anymore, so it really restricts as a whole what classes and what ally removal is available. Because now you you basically, to cover both matchups, you have to play things that just say, kill that guy, and not something that says, deal X damage to that guy, because those would be useless in one matchup or the other. Mm -hmm. That being said... I think as a whole, that may be a worthwhile thing to maintain that, you know, you have to make that decision of, do I want to beat werewolves or do I want to beat Tyrus? And maybe Mm -hmm. you're not, you shouldn't be able to beat both. Maybe you should, but it's, it makes it, maybe you just end up, if you change the power levels enough that they just... You aren't 90-10 against either of them, but maybe you're you're 60-40 against one and only 50-50 against the other, or 40-60 instead. So you still have a chance to play out of a bad matchup, but you're not favored because you chose, well, I'm going to run burn base removal, or I'm going to run, you know, actual regu- regular removal, you know. Mm-hmm. So is there anything else that you think should have been on there or that was missed wife i was trying to think before i honestly can't think of anything that i think was missed mm-hmm. um like i said unholy power i was kind of surprised that it didn't make the final axe especially when you consider the blizzard made the axe um i mean i'll throw one out there i think death Vier probably should have if we're talking about things to just for the purpose of say opening up the format and i'm not saying that's exactly what the goal was but for example why would you play anything but undead mage like i you could make an argument for spellweaver jahan but you could just instead play death fear and undercity yeah 
Um, now, I love Death Eater, don't get me wrong, but none of the other race cards come close to the power level of, of Death Eater and Undercity. Full stop. Like, there, there's nothing even close. Yeah. Um, so, go ahead. I mean, Undercity, and yeah, you're right. The two of them are insane, so maybe, maybe kill her. Part of me wanted to see Edwin's go away, but that's just because they're so expensive still. Um, I mean, they're. But, I think they're good in classic, but or at least have potential in classic. But they haven't really made a big splash just yet. This is true. Um, but yeah, most of what I would have expected was really has Rihanna to get the the axe and she did so I kind of just assumed that that was where we would be going with all of this yeah there's there's a few other cards that I think would have ended up on the watch list but I also didn't expect some of these cards to end up going away in general mm-hmm. so I guess we'll have to see how it shapes up it's definitely as we I said multiple times throughout the show is that the format will be different Better yeah. is what we're waiting to see. And that's the kind of feedback that we're going to, you know, we all just need to play a lot more games and see what happens. Do we do we miss the fact that this other ally, you know, that Hezriana isn't here to hold back this other ally? Daydak is a card that I'm seriously concerned about because I think Daydak is ridiculous. Um, whether he... Because previously, if he got Hezriana, you're in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. Now that Hezrion is not a threat, maybe it's his time to shine. We'll have to see. Maybe. So, but, um, yeah, I mean, I guess twist everybody's arms. We all have to go practice some more and see what else happens. Gotta yep. play more WoW. Oh, well. Exactly. <laughs> so I guess with that, we can uh, kind of close it up. If you heard some uh, some coos, some squeaks and stuff in the background, as we said earlier, well... We have uh, some new additions, so yeah. <laughs> we have some, a, a uh, we'll call it a permanent special guest. <laughs> yes, so, until bedtimes take place. Yep, so I guess with that, we will call a show. We want to thank everybody for listening. I'm husband. I'm wife. And tune in next time for more Random Thoughts.